0: On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder losing to the Miami Heat. In this contest, the Thunder played well with Jerry and Lou Dort, but SGA really struggled. How did the Heat defend the Thunder superstar? Plus, Darius Baisley battles through an injury and so much more all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. (laughs) Daily Oklahoma City Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at L.O. Thunder and also email the show, L.O. Thunder at gmail.com, L.O. at gmail.com. We're going to be recapping tonight's game against some Miami Heat, what's going on with Darius Baisley's foot, JRE was electric, Lou Dort was awesome, the Heat were banged up, and this show is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com, a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices for the parts you you need. RockAuto.com. I cannot thank you enough. For listening to Lockdown Thunder each and every morning, each and every day, we're here for you. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. Make sure you take care of that. We're here for you every single day on Lockdown Podcast Network about your favorite teams, including right now with the Thunder. So we start, what we always do, with our game overview. Darius Baisley entered the night questionable with a right foot plantar fasciitis, and he did play, Obviously. Given last year's storyline with plantar fasciitis, it was very concerning to see Darius basically on the injury report with that same injury. Obviously, every injury can have degrees and varying levels of the injury. I would assume because Darius basically played and played his you know kind of normal rotation starting minutes in this game, I would assume he has kind of a lower grade plantar fasciitis than you know the general term of plantar fasciitis, but I'm no doctor, although I try to play one on podcasts sometimes. He has 24 minutes in this game. He seemed to be all right. He missed a few bunnies that I think if he was not, if he was 100%, he would have not have missed. But other than that, he played pretty well in this game. So hopefully he's all right and he can continue to play tomorrow and continue to play this weekend. I would assume that we might see some management on the Friday, Saturday back to back on the road. You know, I don't know that for a fact, but If he has anything wrong with his foot, a foot injury for a big fella is not something you want to mess around with or for any player that you want to mess around with. So I would assume that they'd manage his workload, but maybe, again, this is just such a low-level grade that just some time off today, time off Thursday, would be enough to get him back to feeling 100%. All this, of course, would be subjective to how he feels following these games coming up on Wednesday and these practices that they're going to have throughout the week. So he was ready to play. Derek Favors was out with rest. Of course, Muscala rested the night prior. So they flip-flop on the injury report as the two oldest players on the roster. Uh, One rests one night and the other rests the other. I'd assume it's how they're going to do it, again, on the Friday-Saturday back-to-back where there's going to be a Muscala rest day and a Favors rest day, and they're going to switch them out like that. And then for the Heat, they were really depleted without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Adebayo was probable to go the whole day and then all of a sudden did not play, which was surprising to me. Uh, Jimmy Butler was questionable with an ankle injury and then did not end up playing. Of course, Markeith Morris was out, and Victor Oladipo was out as well. The Miami Heat started out with Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, P.J. Tucker, and Dwayne Dedman. The Thunder start with SGA Dort, Kitty Baisley, and Jeremiah Robinson-Earl. So how did the Thunder lose this game? Well, this game was actually really entertaining and really fun. The scoreboard, the shooting percentages might not lead you to believe that, but it was really fun. It was a really back-and-forth style of game, a really defensive game in this one. The Thunder had some incredibly scrappy moments where they made runs at this Miami Heat team and took the lead, came back. I mean, this game had it all, really. I mean, there was nine lead changes. There was 13 times where it was tied up. And then ends up being a Miami Heat win, of course, in this one. The Thunder lost 103-90. Miami's defense, even without Bannon Butler, was awesome. And that's why Miami is such a pivotal threat in the Western in the Eastern Conference, is because of how great this defense is. Even that, what would be arguably their two best defenders. I mean, I knew you can throw Kyle Lowry in there as well. And there are other defenders like P.J. Tucker as well. But I would say it's probably Butler and Bam as their two best defenders. And they still had a great defense and a great defensive game plan for the Thunder. The Thunder shot 41% from the floor. Miami shot 45%. Miami also shot 45% from the three-point line. The Thunder shot 36%. That's kind of the story of tonight. Miami shot better. Miami wins the game. They also won the Battle of the Boards, but not not much of a discrepancy here, just the three rebound difference for Miami to win the Battle of the Boards. But the Thunder did turn the ball over 20 times, and Miami turned it over 17 times. Miami had 84% from the free throw line. The Thunder shot only 70% from the free throw line. That's another big key area. These shooting splits oftentimes will tell the story of how the game goes, and it does that again here today. The Thunder had two more points in the paint, which was awesome, but surprisingly lost the fast break points. Of course, this team is built for transition. It's built for fast break opportunities, and they somehow did not uh, beat the Heat in that category. The Thunder also gave up 12 points on the second chance category and only cashed in seven second chance points in this one. The Thunder once trailed by 18 and only led by as much as seven. Again, the nine lead changes to 13 ties. It was a fun back and forth game, even while SGA played really bad tonight. Miami was just incredible at game playing for SGA. And again with him playing so bad one of the worst games he's played in Oklahoma City it's it's great that the thunder were still able to be scrappy and still able to be competitive in this contest and still able to be at moments where you thought hey they can truly win this contest even without their star you know going back to last week you know, you were wondering how is this team winning so much how is this team winning so much and It's because they have a really good coach and mark daggett they got a really st- a really true bright star in sga and they have and they've got enough you know competent Nice complimentary pieces. And in this game, they still have their really good coach, but they do not have their star and they still kept it competitive with what I think should be one of the top title contenders and top title favorites leading into the postseason and the Miami Heat. So it was nice to see this team continue to scrap. A lot of that was from Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who had a career night. He plays 25 minutes, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, a block, and just two turnovers with no fouls. He shot 54% from the floor. 66% from 3 4 of 6 making 4 out of his 6 tries is incredible for this thunder offense to really have a, a floor spacer for these young guards a dynamic that they only really have with JRE and Mike Muscala and of course defenses respect Muscala a lot more than JRE which leads to open JRE threes which he can knock down but also has not kind of led to a ton of spacing quite yet but it will you know the spacing that JRE provides is the fact that you have a wide open three point shooter eventually Defenses will have to respect Jerry and he creates space for other people as well as himself. So it's really nice to see Jerry playing so well. He had the pick and pop special with Josh Giddy twice, which that duo, that pairing is going to be fun to watch to grow throughout these next few years in Oklahoma city. Uh, Josh Giddy at one time was stumbling down the lane, had to just kind of fire a cross court pass to the corner for Jerry. And he knocked it down. as kind of that safety net for Josh Giddy and for these playmakers. And, and he just adds a dimension that, other players really can't as this kind of small ball five who can play nice defense, who can shoot the three, who understands you know, how to relocate and where to find the soft spots of the defense when cutting to the rim is a lot of things. Well, that I think that he should be you know, the primary starting center for this Thunder team. I think that he is going to be the primary starting center for this team, especially whenever they don't play traditional big men, but even, even so I would still like to see him get a ton of run in those matchups as well. Lou Dort though, Continued his amazing offensive stretch. He goes now four straight games with 20 or more points. Of course, if the three straight games was his career high mark, now it's four games. Uh, He continues to set new career highs for each streak that he adds to this streak of 20-plus point games. He has 20 points tonight, played really well. I mean, he did things tonight that we've been hoping for, that since the preseason we've been asking for. Go back to these preseason podcasts where I was saying, you know, Ludor can take that next step in his game if he can only finish at the rim. And tonight he did that. And tonight he looked like that complete all-around player that can really turn himself into an offensive weapon for Oklahoma City and and for his personal NBA career. He also has four rebounds on the defensive end, three of which uh, were to end possessions. Of course, that is huge for the center team that you cannot defend all that well given the current roster construction in terms of traditionally on paper, Uh, you know, for them to succeed on defense, which they have recently, is going to be by crashing the glass and limiting those second chance opportunities. And so these guards did a great job of that tonight, and they've done a great job of that throughout the entire season. Uh, But the most impressive part was his strong rim finishing. He shot 50% from the floor and 50% from deep, but he had that strong finish at the rim in transition. He had a huge finish as an off-ball cutter diving at the rim, which I, I think that in years past, as in last year, he would have not been able to complete, and so it would have been a wasted opportunity on a great cut from Lou Dort. He had a strong drive that he created for himself whenever Duncan Robinson closes out at the three-point line, blows by Robinson, goes to the rim, and finishes over the Miami Heat Center. He was truly great around the rim tonight. He's been great this last week of games at the rim, and that is his next step. That That is how he becomes this brand-new basketball player. So it was great to see him take that leap at the rim and him kind of show you, hey, I can really score offensively. I can really become uh, you know, an offensive threat while maintaining my elite defense as he did Sunday against James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. Coming up, we'll talk more about S.J.'s bad game. Pokaszewski was incredible. Aaron Wiggins and Darius Baisley as well deserve some talk. And a Thunder legend plays in this game, but not for the Thunder. What happened there? We'll talk more about that coming up as well. But first, I want to tell you right now, we good friends over at Theragun. Do not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make a living and get through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as a nuts and truth press. So it's as quiet as that electric toothbrush you have right now in your drawer. Gen uh, 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gives you the source of pain by reducing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper in vibration alone. So no matter if you are going to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stress of your everyday life, there's no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen is designed to make you feel like you're holding something in the future. Just go to their website and check it out. And the Theragon app will help you learn from your behaviors and suggest guided meditations and guided routines for you to use on your uh, stress point. Theragon is trusted by 250 professional teams and athletes like Real Madrid, and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Mir Shapova, hundreds and thousands of customers, and even hosts here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, such as Adam Morris. Adam Morris was once asked, once you get your family and pets and everyone safe out of your house from the fire, what's the item you're going to grab? And he said, a Theragon. That's a huge ring endorsement. So try Theragun for 30 days, starting only at $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. theragun.com slash locked on. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's guide to good financial planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash good plan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, thank you. Breaking Locked on Thunder, your first listen. Locked on Thunder is here for you every single day, every single morning. You can subscribe for free on all platforms, including the platform of YouTube, which is brand new, but also Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything that you have out there. You can subscribe for free and follow along so you never miss an episode. We're going to continue rolling along here talking about this Miami Heat game from yesterday, but I do want to tell you when this podcast is over, go check out Locked on Bets. They're on a huge hot streak. So, if you want to win money, it's, it's free money, really. If you follow their bets, you're going to win money. And the podcast itself is free. So, go check them out, get their bets at Locked On Bets every single day. They are here for you, helping you out at Locked On Bets. Now, I do want to talk next about Pokashevsky. He was really good tonight five of six from the floor, two rebounds and assists, and only one turnover and only one foul. He had a great closeout on the three point line, which was a great contest, and it led to a transition dunk. He had the two-on-one transition dunk from SGA, the pick-and-pop through with SGA, the jump-stop jumper in the mid-range off of his drive, which is awesome, and then he followed up a Ludoort miss with a hook shot, which, of course, attributed to his scoring in this game. I think Pokusevski played under control. I think that he played like he's supposed to. I understand kind of the complaints, it might not be the right word, but, you know, kind of the pontificating on if Pokerchevsky should play more and should get more opportunities should get more shot selection, get more shot attempts. But I think that the Thunder are slow playing him to get him to play at this speed right here, where now he kind of understands, Hey, I can't, I can't try to do too much because my minutes are not guaranteed anymore. Like they were last year. I can't try the extraordinary play. You know, the extraordinary play. I have to really go out here and play within myself and play within this system. That way I can earn more time. And eventually, whenever we master the whole just baseline NBA player thing, then we can add the whole he's a unicorn and can do things that no no other 7-footer can do. And so I think that it's not so much the Thunder trying to box in pokoshevsky and trying to limit him. I think it's more so let's take it one step at a time and let's first add the necessary tools to be on the floor, and then they're going to add in the whole, okay, this is why we got you in the first round. It's why we traded up for you. It's why you're looked at as a unicorn. Let's see what you can do whenever we take the reins off a little bit more. But for now, they just want to see him play under control, which he did against Miami. Of course, nothing was incredibly flashy besides just Pokashevsky himself being on the floor. I mean, it's just a few transition dunks, a nice pick-and-pop three, and you know the jump-stop jumper in the mid-range was pretty cool for Pokashevsky. But it was all just basketball. It was all just, there was no embarrassing moments. Really, there was no memeable moments. It was just Pokashevsky's playing basketball and he's doing it very well. And so that was a step in the right direction for Alexei. And I think that it's great for the Thunder and that this philosophy, while it's not the most entertaining, right? I would agree that the most purely entertainment form of basketball would be roll the ball out there. Play Trey Mann and Pokerchevsky 25 minutes each and let them just do stuff. And sure, some stuff will be Pokerchevsky throwing the ball into the third row whenever nobody is even in the vicinity of that basketball. But other fun stuff will be Pokerchevsky having a behind-the-back random pass out to the corner for three. it will just be fun stuff that we'll get to watch and enjoy while this team's in the midst of a rebuild. But it goes back to the whole eating your broccoli analogy from Mark Degnell that... They're trying to instill the great habits now. That way they don't have to kind of teach it on the fly when this team wants to be really, really good and needs to be disciplined at that point because you're going to have to win basketball games this way in the NBA now. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to have to kind of be under control because everyone is so talented in this league now. I mean, the Thunder, they were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NBA, but they are talented enough. They're well-coached enough. They play within the system enough to keep it competitive with – the upper echelon of this league and even beat the Lakers twice, which of course they're not better than the Lakers, but they're good enough to stay in the games. And so you go back at the end of this year. And when the Western conference is decided by two or three games from seed one through seed six, the Lakers will look back on those two blown leads and say, wow, if we only had those games back. What, What could have this season been? What could have our new matchup have been? And every team will have those moments. The Thunder have had those moments in the past, right? I mean, So down the line, these games really start to matter to where you can't afford to throw any of them away by trying to do too much. So they've kind of got to get poker shifts under control. And so far this year, he's done a great job and he's had a great attitude about it. And he's been a lot better. And today was kind of that culmination of all of it put together for a nice stretch of time in one game. And you really enjoy to see that. And Aaron Wiggins played well tonight as well. 19 minutes, two of four from three, only taking three point shots. The two rebounds were nice, both defensively. Again, any possessions, a steal as well defensively and then two fouls. He had four turnovers, and this game it was only six points. The four turnovers, I'm not too concerned about. There was a weird outlet pass that kind of was just out of the, his stretch of arm, little arm's length. He probably could have gotten in a better position to get the pass and receive the pass, but it was kind of a weird play. I'm not too concerned about that moving forward. He had the charge, which is going to happen to young players. are going to They're going to end up you know, having the defensive strong charges against them, and he stepped out of bounds. I mean, that's three of his four turnovers that – just in no way indicative of how he's going to play long-term or he's going to have a turnover problem long-term. It wasn't him trying to do too much or him trying to kind of play outside of himself. It was just kind of things that happen in basketball. So it's a, it's a gaudy number in the box score, of course, four turnovers for a guy who played 19 minutes and is a, is a off ball player, but you know, long-term it's, it's not that big of a deal. Now Darius Baisley again, had the foot injury. I think that had he been hundred percent, he probably makes, you know, these two bunnies that he missed. He had seven points tonight at two for, th- uh, two for two from three, which was incredible. He had the Yort 7 uh, block against him that blocked his dunk whenever he was perfectly slotted in the dunker slot, and Yort 7 takes it away. He had the missed dunk on a beautiful backdoor cut with a beautiful giddy fine. There's no foul call. I thought there was a tent of contact there. Didn't call a foul, whatever. And then he missed this awkward Euro step shot that he was really just trying to avoid the travel call. Then he kind of Euro stepped into the lane, kind of drew, drew a ton of contact, and it was just a messy play. That result in that miss. So none of the misses really concerned me, especially considering his foot injury. He also had seven rebounds, one assist, a steal, and then a career best five blocks. Five blocks. He was awesome on the defensive end and on that front. The blocks are pretty fun to watch for Darius Baisley. Again, hopefully this panel actually act is just kind of a lowest of low grade, and it's no big deal. And he might not even miss any games at all. And if he does miss games, it might be just due to you know, kind of resting him on a back-to-back or something like that. So hopefully he's good to go because he's played some really good basketball as of late. Now, Kenny Hustle plays 17 minutes and was awesome again. He was Kenny Hustle again. Uh, he's a forget-about player in the best sense of the word. Uh, he had five points, two of four from uh, the floor, two rebounds, three assists, a steal, and only one foul after him and Ludwig got in foul trouble the night before. They both settled down on the fouls this game, which was encouraging. I think that Kenny House was the, kind of the glue that keeps everything together. Really good player off the bench. And then SGA was really bad tonight. Miami did a great job of defending SGA. We're going to talk more about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, about your friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business, serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. Rockauto.com is incredible, and it is affordable and easy and everything else that you can do at rockout.com. It's incredible what, what, what tools that they have for you. My favorite part about crowd.com is that I know nothing about cars. I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting time, effort, or money on parts I cannot use or parts I do not need. I absolutely love rockout.com. So go check them out today. Tell them that Lockdown sent you how did you hear about this box? And they'll know what to do from there. Rockr.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices. I want to tell you also about our good friends over at betonline.ag. They're back and better than ever, a new website and interface to start the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of basketball and football this season. So head to their new updated desktop and mobile device uh, website, and sign up today. Whenever you sign up today, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using our code Locked On. Our code locked on will later receive that 50% welcome bonus from basketball, football, uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, right up to your favorite Vegas Casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage right now on these amazing offers for the 2021 season. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. We are back on the Locked on Thunder podcast, on Lockdown on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Do not forget to go check out Locked on NBA for all your national NBA expertise around the NBA landscape. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you right now at Locked on Thunder daily. So subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere for free. Follow along. It's all free and available for you uh, anywhere you get podcasts from follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles and let's dive into SGA's bad night Miami did a great job of keying on him You know, Miami really just kind of ignored whenever Ashley would call for a screener they just ignore the screener fight through it and immediately double team Shea and that led to a turnover you know multiple turnovers from SGA in this game he had uh, you know all those turnovers which were three one was just totally him getting harassed off of a screen as I just described another was they fight through the screen and then Draw back, drop back to the screener after they have been doubling him all night, and, and just he just telegraphs his pass, and they read him like a book and get the uh, steal there. And then the charge as well uh, was the third turnover for SGA. Charges are just a thing that happen, right? So 10 points, five assists, three rounds, and a steal. SGA was not great tonight, only made two shots on 18% from the floor, uh, 20% from three, five of six from the line. It's an outlier game. He had three fouls in the defensive end. Uh, of course, one was the charging and everything. I, I, it's just a game from Shea where the Heat are a really good defensive team. They knew to take away SGA. They knew to force other players to beat them. And that's just kind of what happened. And we'll see if as you know, the, the season goes on, can SGA find ways to still uh, beat these double teams and beat these opportunities. But this is going to be one of those seasons where you just shrug your shoulders and say, yeah, that's what teams are going to do at SGA. That's what they're going to have to do at SGA. And then in the future, you look forward to, whenever this roster is totally complete around SGA and they're contending again and they're playing good basketball again, that there'll be so many weapons where they can no longer key in that heavily on Shea, where he, he will not have these drastically kind of off nights you know, for SGA standards. Now, I thought that it was uh, you know, not a great game in general, but he still had the five assists, the three rebounds, with the steal, and the 10 points in this contest. I think that he did his best, all things considered. But the Miami Heat team is a championship-caliber team, and they are really good defensively, even without their two best defenders. Now, Omer Yort 7 played in this game. Yort 7 played four minutes. He missed a shot. He had a block, two turnovers, and a foul in those four minutes. He is an Oklahoma City Blue legend. A ton of you would not stop the last year last year about Yort 7 and how uh, you guys wanted to see him play a lot. And he's getting some run for the Heat. Had another great summer league with the Heat this year. After a great summer league with the Thunder a few years back, and of course training camp with the Thunder, so you know, he he's hanging around the NBA for those of you who are very much invested in the like seven two center. You were at seven. The bet of the day was the Miami Heat minus nine. I thought about changing it whenever I got the news about Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo being out. I didn't. I stuck with Heat minus uh, nine, and they actually ended up covering and winning. The moneyball pick was SGA. I was wrong. Lou Dort and Jerry both hit four threes and then they have won the Money So If you had Lou Dort, Jerry, in our Money Ball contest, you're correct tonight. Congratulations. Uh, MVP of the game, Jerry. Jerry was a huge impact in this game. had a great night for the Thunder and did really good things for the guards on the floor. Jerry is the big uh, MVP of this contest. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Josh Giddy's shooting slump, to talk about just Darius Baisley in general with his injury. If we get more information on that, I'll let you know. And the Oklahoma City Blue updates are going to be here because they've played a few games now to update you on the blue. If you have any questions for tomorrow's show, feel free to tweet them at me at Styles or email them at, lowthunderpod at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.